set. Places, everybody. And action. We going. We live. We live. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing New Jack City from 1991, directed by Mario Van Peebles. So we're doing things a little differently for the month of September. Um, Brittany, why did we do this? <laughs> this pairing... Girl, <laughs> I don't understand it. This pairing is honestly brought to you guys by you guys. Um, <laughs> you know we, what? That's exactly right. I can blame the listeners. Uh, we ran a little, like a, a brief poll to see what movie you wanted us to talk about. And you all voted for New Jack City. And here we are talking about New Jack City. Um... A classic film. Yes. And for some of us, it's our first time watching it. It is my first time watching this movie. I'm very salty that I could not stream this movie. I had to rent. I now owe someone $3 (laughs) because I rented it. Um, Really, this pairing is really not New Jack City. So, like, I guess by the time this episode comes out, then our our previous episode will come out. We're kind of recording everything out of order this week. We're shaking um, it up. So I feel like, okay, so like, because <laughs> this is what the thing is, is like, <laughs> I feel like we have to mention it. So we're going to watch The Lion King. I already watched The Lion King because I own The Lion King. Um, due to a, a special guest that we we're having, by the time you get this episode, we probably would have already released said episode. So you'll find out who the guest is, but in case we don't, I'm not going to say. But, um, yeah, so said guest requested The Lion King, which I was like, okay, shout out, because we've never done anything animated quite yet. We almost did. Now, if y'all had picked the right poll, like the right thing on the poll beforehand, <laughs> we would have done a Goofy movie, but you didn't. And we honestly, we could have done a Goofy movie this time, but we didn't. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't do it. After watching this, I'm like, why didn't we just pick the game? <laughs> so I feel like we might have differing opinions okay. on New Jack City. Yeah, probably. Um, like Brittany said, this is my first time watching it. I mean, this fits in really well with um, one of my favorite genres, which is like the crime mafia drama. Um or I guess genre, not drama, sorry. Um, I mean, I love those types of movies. I find them very interesting. Um, this one kind of like had some missteps along the way, in my personal opinion. And the whole time I was watching, I was like, why did we, why did we, why did we pick this again? I don't remember why we picked this movie. So um, this, this discussion will be interesting. It will be very interesting. Shout out to all y'all who told us to watch it. Because I feel like we would have eventually done it anyway. Mm-hmm. We're overdue for like a discussion on mafia movies, in my personal opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, no time like the motherfucking present. 
Yes. To to visit the mid eighties, early nineties. Yeah. New York City. Yeah. Right like we do in, in this city. In this film. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't know why. I feel like I didn't know. I knew it was set in New York City, obviously, but I didn't think I knew knew when the time period was. So that part was kind of interesting just because, like, the 80s were fucking wild. Um, The 80s were wild all over the place, but I feel like New York in the 80s is, like, some legendary shit, which is so funny. I don't know how many family members that still lived in New York in the 80s. I feel like there was, like, there was a few, but, like, that lived in, like, the city or whatever, but most of them, I feel like they had left. Hmm. Because, like, my mom, she moved down, she moved out of New York, like, when she was, like, a child. So she moved out in, like, like the 70s. Like, I think, like, the mid-70s. So she didn't really, she probably knew this, like, she probably knew New York City like this if she went to go visit, but I'm not really sure, like, how much, you know, she wasn't seeing it, like, I guess, like, firsthand and stuff like that. So this is kind of interesting to like to watch because I know there's a lot going on. There's so much you could talk about that could go into like the inspiration for this movie, <laughs> like political and like socioeconomic things. But like I wasn't there. So also I don't know if I'm like fully qualified to talk about it. But that's never stopped me before. If we can make some attempts. Yeah, somebody's going to be like, well, you weren't there. <laughs> Y'all weren't outside. So, I, I, girl, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for part of this, I was just a glimmer in my parents' eye. And, a glimmer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I can't speak on it. Um, and for some of it, I, like grew up with this film and also like I lived in a totally different part of the country I lived in the Midwest um and I did see how like this um I did get some glimpses of how crack uh, affected the community I did see it not as bad as it affected some areas um, but I, I, right. I've seen it. I've seen how it affected the community. I've seen how it affected families. So I, I, I've seen it. Right. Right. So, I mean, we'll we'll stumble all where, <laughs> stumble our way through this. But I mean, you know, there's a lot that you could, there's a lot. I mean, for me personally, there were some parts that, I, like I said, it's like a misstep. Um, mainly in the pacing of this movie. I felt very, very fast. But before we even get into that, I mean, like, we should just, like, do the synopsis. <laughs> so, this movie is basically about um, a group of drug dealers named, what are the Cash Money Brothers or Cash Money Boys? They are the Cash Money Brothers. Okay. So, you know, I'm thinking of, like, Cash Money, like, Cash Money Records. So, um, so yeah, so this is about a group of um, drug dealers that um, the Cash Money Brothers, led by Nino Brown, played by Wesley Snipes, um, who are basically poised to take over Harlem. Um, 
and you kind of see their rise to, I mean, they were pretty, they were pretty established, but this is like when they got their own like headquarters, um, and they're like really running things. But then also you ha- from the other side of the curtain, you got, um, Ice-T <laughs> playing a detective. I think it's Detective Appleton. <laughs> Scotty um, Appleton. Detective Appletini. Uh... <laughs> Girl to hair. Uh, <laughs> those braids. Like, so I he, spent time thinking, it was, was that a wig? Was that real? I like, feel like it was a wig. But I've never seen... Well, no, I see got some long hair, but you don't have hair like that. Okay, I'm sorry to distract you. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was going to get to it. I was going to get to the wig. You know I was going to get to it. So, um, so, yeah, so Detective Appletini is... Um, he is basically, I don't know if he's like, he's not undercover. Well, no, no, no. He was undercover at one point. But his whole thing basically is he would like to take down Nino um, and the whole crew. That's like his big undertaking of the movie. And he is assisted by um, Mario Van Peoples and uh, Judd Nelson <laughs> from The Breakfast Club. Fucking Bender. Yes, John Bender from The Breakfast Club. Um, and they kind of had to plan very badly, in fact. They had badly had to plan to take Nino down um, and restore <coughs> law and order. So, um, I mean, this, first of all, I want to just say that I was watching this and I was like, Mario Van Peoples, I can't look at you all the way because, like, I can't look at him all the way, basically, because of Sweet Sweetback. Makes me uncomfortable. I don't like looking at him. Because his daddy. No, remember, he was the kid in Sweet I Sweetback. Mean, yeah, he was. Uh, I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's too much. So, I was very, uh, you know, I was in there, I was like, I'm a little unnerved. <laughs> But but he's not a big major character. He's kind of like what is he like, like, um, senior detective, I guess. Yeah, he just pops up to be like, "Hey, y'all fucking up," and <laughs> and being like, he just is fine, and he'd be like, "Y'all fucking up," and then he like disappears, and then he comes back, and then. You know, I'm always used to like, what's that one light skinned guy, that one actor who always, he's always playing like a military guy. If you've been watching Girlfriends, he was Maya's mama's new boyfriend, whoever that guy is. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? No. Now I got to Google uh, Maya's mama's okay, new boyfriend. Okay, he was in Man of Steel as well. Steel, light skinned man. Not light skinned man. <laughs> <laughs> Me googling man is still light skinned man and seeing if you he pop I mean? up. He's like at the very end. He's not even in any of the pictures. Racist. But um, why Michael easily oh. pop up in the results? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh girl, Christopher Maloney was in this shit. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, so. Uh, I'm thinking like that's why I couldn't really take him seriously also in this because I was like 
And he kind of looks like a, like, not like he should be in. Like, I would feel like Ice T's character would be the hardest to, like, tell people, like, hey, get your shit together. But, like, it's always Mario Van People's like, hey, guys, you gotta get your shit together. Why are you, why are you, why are you doing like that? Like, because I didn't say he didn't look good doing it. I just said he looks like a mess. Why? Because he had the Frank Mitchell haircut? Or can we just, he just let you know what? Let's just let's do it. Let's do it. We let's got so it. sidetracked. We I guess These haircuts. We gonna pause from the synopsis to talk about the the hair and the fashion. I mean, the synopsis is basically a uh, drug dealer uh, gets rich and and powerful peddling crack cocaine to uh his entire community and uh ice t is the detective that tries to take him down that's the synopsis mm-hmm. <laughs> however swerve because you can't help it these wigs are fucking terrible listen let me tell you something let's just get the thirst out of the way first of all did you i mean like wesley snipes i don't think i ever really paid attention to wesley me snipes. oh my good. god ashley but i was i was also like hmm, this is very i see what's happening here i Ashley. see something <laughs> i hear something was it like the black shirt tucked into the black was it like the black shirt tucked into the black pants and like the sunglasses i was like okay i understand aunties of your because like i was like yeah <laughs> like i get it like i under i understand i get it like i get it I get it. Right. I think I get, that the best, I, I get the, it. The, the strongest part of this movie was the wardrobe, for sure. Mm hmm. Which sounds bad, but like if you haven't heard um, this podcast, you would know that I am like majorly focused on the wardrobe of many things. <laughs> so, like, um,. I don't know. It's just like really good colors. I love that blue suit he wore, Ooh. the all blue thing. It looked very good. Whoever put, let me figure this out because I bet you it's gonna be somebody. <laughs> like I'm like, oh duh, of course that's that's who. It the is. blue suit but, in the castle. Okay, we gotta pause. I'm gonna talk about his castle later. But Uniqua's outfits. When Uniqua was being trash, we're gonna talk about Uniqua later. Um, is Uniqua the one that was was doing the striptease, or is that somebody? Yes, else? that's Uniqua. We had a whole me and my mom because me and my mom watched this. I made her watch it with me because I was like, "Give me context." And so, like, she was like, "I don't understand this part because the girl apparently she's doing a striptease, right?" But then she like had pulled down some drawers to reveal a G string, <laughs> and my mom was like, "Girl, what?" And so we 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 we, re- we rewound it like three times <laughs> like i was like i was confused myself i was like what how many pairs what but i was like okay you look good uniqua it's it's cool it's okay yeah. miss nola darling it's fine oh, it's okay who that is yes that's why i don't know who that is because you know i'm not gonna finish that uh, i was like okay i watched half of that movie like half of the og she's gotta have it and I was like, okay, Spike. Okay. No, okay, Spike. I didn't okay. give him that. I didn't give him that. I said no. <laughs> but I was like, okay. Um, so, okay. The costume designer on this movie 
uh, was a man called Bernard Johnson. Um, I think this is his last movie that he did costumes for. Um, uh, and I mean, I don't really recognize some of these other like other credits that he has. He's got well, I think I recognize Willie Dynamite, but um, yeah. The outfits are great. The blue is great. The chains are great. I feel like there were some Cuban links involved. Big chains. You know, I don't really do newsboy hats, but for this one, I was ready to, like, I was, I, I'll give it to you. It's Kangle. I'll let you have it. Um, the sunglasses, I feel like they were Ray-Bans. Um, they all look good. They all look good. I can't deny, you know. I'm tired of people making the 80s look so tacky. I mean, some of it is definitely tacky. But, like, it's, a lot of this is really good. Usually it's black people that be making the, the office look fly. Yes. Like, every. You look at back at black people in the 80s versus, like, other people in the 80s. Like, the black people look great. <laughs> showing up and showing out. Except for this hair. I don't know what this hair was about. Like Nino had like a whole like shark fin, like a like a like I don't understand because it was not it, you know how like a mohawk is shaved on the sides, right? And it kind of makes sense with the middle. This one it wasn't shaved on the sides, but it still had a little little middle raised up part. I was like, Am I seeing things? I'm very confused. It was it was fashionable for the time. Like, if he went out to spotlight the club, he would get a little <laughs> attention. I also really, really loved his big earring. You and know what? One big ass earring. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, if you are listening to this episode, by chance, just we love you. Like, Black Girl Film Club loves you. Okay, the guy I'm thinking of, his name is Harry Lennox. He's just like that guy you always see in everything. I'm about to like, I'm about to copy you. So you see him like in all kinds of stuff. He is like a ton. He's like over 124 credits to his name. Oh, he's a fall heartbeat. The the heartbeat. Okay, I don't, you know, I don't. don't You need to get on Aquarian Legend Robert Townsend's filmography. Did I say I was going to watch that and I didn't? You probably did. I don't know. I feel like I've seen part of Five Heartbeats, but you know, it's been, it's been a while. He a heartbeat. Um, he a heartbeat. He a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like one of those actors, like you've seen him. Because he has been on everybody's TV show and everybody's movie, like, since the 80s. So, you y'all know him. But... Um, yeah, I'm thinking something like him for the thing, but then they had like, <laughs> poor, poor Mario, I'm sorry, Mario, you just weren't doing what I needed you to do, but that's okay. Um, Wait, you, Ashley, you referenced all this stuff. He was, um, Monica daddy and damn loving basketball. <laughs> Wait, was he? Yeah. I don't remember him being in Love and Basketball. He was her daddy who worked at the damn bank. He wasn't in that movie that long, though, bruh. But if he said that, I would be like, oh, okay. 
No, I don't remember her daddy. That's why. Because he was like, yeah, girl, I got you a job at the bank. No, I don't remember him at all. I don't remember him. Ashley, he was the parent that she, like, got along with because Alfred was like, you need to wear a dress. But I don't remember Alfred. I don't remember him. I mean, now that you're saying it, it's, like, kind of coming back to me. But, you know, also, we didn't really like that movie that much. We didn't, but... And I watched Girlfriends this week. That's why. And I just remember Man of Steel because I was like, he's always like a like a, a guy that's in like uniform, like a soldier. You gonna say damn mess. I'm giving you diversity. What if you don't watch Girlfriends? What if you're one of our listeners that hasn't been, you know, touched by the magic of UPN? <laughs> we have a diverse group of listeners, okay? Oh, oh Lord. Apparently, he's gonna stop the yard. <laughs> he's been in literally everything, bruh. So, I'm just letting y'all know. But, <laughs> sure, Monica's daddy in Love and Basketball. There you go. But he's not even in this movie. That's the fucked up thing. We're talking about this man. He's not in this movie. <laughs> we dedicate it sometimes to this gentleman who's not we featured here. We've talked about him a lot. We've talked about him a lot. Um,. We should also talk about who else is in this movie. Uh, um, Alan Payne is in this movie. Also, another movie I have not seen, which is Jason's lyric, which apparently... Brittany, you should have said. <laughs> I, I recommended Jason's lyric to you numerous times. I, I didn't put it in context, it. but... You be, you be, yeah, you always <laughs> mentioned one part of Jason's lyric. And I'm like, I'm not going to be fooled by you today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't yeah. even, I keep mentioning one part of Jason's lyrics and there's other parts of Jason's lyric that are just as good. <laughs> you see how unconvincing she sounded when she said that? That's what she'd be on. That's why I had to like, you know, guard my heart. <laughs> Y'all can trust me. <laughs> Girl. Have uh, I ever <laughs> steered you wrong? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As a lie over record. <laughs> Man. Oh. She wildin'. So, um, who else is in his movie? Um, Bill Nunn is in his movie. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Williams. But not A. Williams. Is this Vanessa A. Williams? No, this is Vanessa Williams. This is Vanessa Williams. <laughs> Uh, is Vanessa Stale? <laughs> oh no, she's Vanessa. No, no, no. This is Vanessa A. Um, this her? Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to stop saying it. Williams like Williams. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. She's not her 90 day fiance. I'm sorry. Forever. Forever. Really good. Um. Yeah. She. Um. She plays Keisha. Girl. The only, like, woman member of the Cash Money Brothers. Bitch. And she should have taken over the whole thing. Yes. In my personal opinion. Because nobody uh, was ready. For Keisha. I mean, that was to her detriment, but also, like. But, like, let's, let's take a moment for Keisha. Um, what I liked about Keisha was she was about her shit. She didn't play. Um, 
her looks impeccable. I liked her style. She had her yeah, little suit. Yeah, she's the one who's like her 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 style kind of. I mean, they all kind of got like once they got like real real rich, like they definitely all kind of started dressing. But I think Nino's the only one who dressed the best like the whole time. But like even Keisha, she started you know little brooches and stuff while she pulling guns on people. <laughs> Got this little hat in this matching uh, little turtleneck. <laughs> She's about to let the burner spray. But like they, they treated her like an equal. Like she literally had a seat at the table when they were discussing business. And yeah, but she's like an enforcer, right? She's not really. Mm-hmm. She's not really like a. She's not like a. She wasn't like G Money. Like G Money is second in command, and but yeah. she wasn't like um, Dada Man, who oh, they just play him because he had a speech impediment, which is wrong. But they right. respected her and they didn't like belittle her or treat her like inferior because she was a woman or anything. She was yeah, a she part was, of the bo- you know, like girlfriend, right? I didn't get the idea that she dated any of them in the game. Wait, why was I? I I thought for sure because somebody's. Well, I guess she was like I don't know. Maybe it's like just slang for like because what I'm reading is like she is a gun mall, which is like I guess like a mall in like old terms is like like a gangster's girlfriend. But now I'm thinking about it, I'm like was she really anybody's girlfriend? Because um, Michael Michelle was Nino's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, like, let's oh, let's cancel this bitch. And I was like, <gasps> and then I thought about Lil Wayne. And, Selena, Selena Thomas. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Cause you, I mean, we're bouncing all around and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I guess in the highly influential nature of this movie. Um. Uh, the CMB. I every time I said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." It sounded way better with YMCMB. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, "Y'all need a little bit of help with the branding," or maybe it's just stuck in my head from like years and years of brainwashing. So, if you don't know, like Cash Money Boys or Cash Money Brothers, Cash Money Records was. Like this movie influenced um, the record label. Yeah, Cash Money. I think Lil Wayne likes to call him um, self Lil Nino. Apparently, Tiger likes to call himself Lil Nino. We don't respect that. Slow. Do you know you came on the scene because you were fucking Travi McCoy's little cousin? Like that's how we knew you. You had Pete Wentz in your first video, bitch. But with the lime and the cooking. <gasps> oh my god. That was Mm-mm. oh, I'm, never mind. Uh, uh-uh. uh, we not gonna put that on air. <laughs> was it, no, was it I mean, I'm not gonna put that on air. Never mind. <laughs> okay. You gotta delete that. Oh, I don't know what you said. Oh, you mean the song? No, I'm not deleting that. No, let's keep. That no, there. leave yeah, that part. But I had that as a ringtone for a little bit. But delete that part. Who didn't? Who didn't enjoy a little lime the coconut? Let's shame him. <laughs> I'm just 
delete I'm it. Kidding. Um, I mean, I don't know about that, but um, yeah. So like, this is like a huge movie in like hip hop culture. I'm trying to think of what. I mean, it's been name checked in like countless songs. I'm trying to think of whatever song this is. Shut the Carter down. I swear. I cannot remember what song it is. I feel like it's a Lil Wayne song. It might be somebody else. Um, it's been a long day, so um, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, this is definitely one of those... Also, <laughs> like... Definitely one of those... These movies that people just kind of... I mean, hip-hop loves a mafia movie. They love that shit. Yeah. Like, you got Lil Wayne's The Carter. There you go. And you got and Lil so Wayne's I'm Single... I'm single. I don't even think I realized that he was calling it after New Jack City because his last name is Carter. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then also I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then his a nigga had to cancel that bitch like Nina. Oh, I'm sorry. I love I'm single. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Did you know that Austin Mahoney was on here? Or Austin Mahone was on this label. Who? That white kid that's like tries to be like Justin Bieber, but he just can't. Oh, he just can't fit into the, you know, you know when Justin Bieber is off the rails and people are like, let me just take next. Who got next in the white pop boy avenue? Oh, um, girls should know West Coast. <laughs> PJ Morton, what was he doing on there? <laughs> mm. Ah, that's funny. Um, so yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, if you're well versed, I'm pretty sure you've heard plenty of of Nino Brown references, which kind of makes me a little like, y'all sure about that, bruh? <laughs> y'all sure? But we should probably get along into the story. Okay. We'll be about wigs and 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 Austin Mahone. The Mahomies. Remember his little group of his fans are called Mahomies. Go no, <laughs> no, please, 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 please. No, please. <laughs> I don't know. He just be popping up all the time, like Charlie Puth or whatever. That's Marvin Gaye. Right. Get it on, right? Who? Now you you got that song like That's Marvin Gaye and get it on. I don't know, and that sounds demonic. I'm going to forget you ever said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Scratch. Everything that we just talked about. <laughs> so, the beginning of this movie. <laughs> it, okay, the pacing of this movie is really weird. So, it starts off in 1986. You open up with, like, um, a shot of like New York City from I guess what the East River maybe um, I don't my I guess? knowledge of New York City is not the best so I'm just gonna guess <laughs> but um, you're basically seeing like the skyline of New York City I mean it's way far back I was like oh shit the Twin Towers was the last time I just saw them hanging out um, I'm always like really thrown off by that now that's so weird um and queen latifah is, is rapping i didn't know that was queen latifah for a minute hmm. did you know that it sounded like her yeah at first i was like who is the, it's always i don't know 
don't know. It just it kind of threw me off. But um, so yeah, Queen Latifah's rapping. Um, there's a lot of news reports about how shit's fucked up, which I was like, oh, this is very um timely. Wow, shit hasn't changed. Wow, I love being under conservative leadership. <laughs> <laughs> This is like Reagan era, like, uh... <laughs> and so like at the one point, one of the things is like, this is the worst things have been. Like I think it was like uh, unemployment had been since like the Great Depression. Oh, like chow. Just <laughs> you wait. Just you wait. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. I think unemployment was what, like two million or something. I don't know if that was just in New York City. That might have been just in New York City. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it's way worse now. So, um, we are introduced to Detective Appleton, a.k.a. Ice-T, wearing the... Uh, he was wearing some interesting hats. We didn't talk about his outfit. Those big old hats that used to, like, go around. Those big beanies that were, like, really oversized. Almost, like, from far away, he looked like he was wearing a bonnet. <laughs> he be chasing people on the street. I was like, this man is not wearing a bonnet, but it was just like one of those giant, like oversized, like crocheted beanies. And so I would be very thrown off. But um he is he isn't he undercover? Is he undercover? He's he's chasing after Chris Rock's character, aka Pookie. Pookie? Yeah. There's like a chase. Because I think Pookie is a drug dealer, and I think Ice-T's undercover trying to buy for him. Either they're trying to buy or trying to sell. One of the two, shit goes wrong. Uh, he chases Pookie. <laughs> Pookie down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Why did this look like something from Martin, bruh? <laughs> did it not when Chris Rock went flying? <laughs> not. Martin. Like no, when they did. be throwing a dummy around the Martin. <laughs> or like when they be throwing jazz out of the mansion <laughs> in Fresh Prince. Mmm. Mmm. You know, you know what I mean. It was like that. And I thought he got ran over by a train. But he didn't. Um, but he does get shot in the ankle. And so this is kind of, I guess, a day in the life of of the detective trying to, I guess, curb drug deals. Uh, this is like pre-crack. This is like right before crack hit. Um, and so, also we skipped a part where I think it was Bill Nunn's character was holding this man by his ankles in off the river or bridge. off a bridge in full traffic. Yes, New York because y'all won't be paying attention. Y'all don't be paying attention to nothing. <laughs> y'all just be going about y'all day. And I was like, oh, Lord, like, he finna drop this man. I didn't think he was. I thought he was gonna be like, all right, next time then, bitch. But then he dropped him. Yeah, he was just like, whoop. And I was like, yeah. whoop. And then I was like, let him fly. And so, um... This is the type of shit they be getting up to. So, Nino's crew, I feel like they're pretty well established already because they've already got the jewelry. They're all iced up. And then I think, who was it that introduces the rock? Is is G Money right? I 
They, it is Nino. Somebody, no, 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 because remember it was G-Money, he was telling him about how all the girls are going crazy. He was at the club, and he saw the girls, and, like, he was, he saw people, I guess, like, either smoking or, like, you know, doing, like, exchanges and coming back and being like, I got to have some more of that, I got to have some more of that. And then Nina was like, man, I guess. <laughs> like, I, if this is what's going to happen, she's like, yeah. And then G-Money's like, yeah, this girl sucked that dick. And, and he was like, nobody wants a shriveled dick. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I guess it's going to pop off. And so they, I think the thing too is like, they were kind of almost making fun of it because it did look kind of, kind of weird. I think one of them said it looked like soap. Yes. Like. I think Keisha said it looked like soap. What I liked, I feel like maybe I'm. For like the the team meeting part, yeah, was like Nino was like, okay, guys, this is probably a little later on, like a couple minutes later, uh-huh. is when he's like, so let me introduce everyone to crack, and I was like, <laughs> it's not funny, but <laughs> it's not <laughs> funny, but like it was like a formal introduction to a brand new product that they're going to start like selling. And he Were they just like weed beforehand. I was. I don't think it was. Maybe. I see. That's one of the things that bothered me. Is like they didn't specify. They didn't specify anything. I was like, you only got a little bit about Nino towards like the very end, so you don't find out anything about him. He's already pretty established. Um, I mean, he's driving around in a fucking Jeep and shit down here. Like, what? <laughs> like, Probably I feel co- like he's... Cocaine? Oh, you know what? I feel like it was cocaine. Yeah, it's probably cocaine. Yeah, I don't think you can get that, you know, not that big on weed, but definitely a cocaine. That makes more sense. Okay, yeah. Because at first they call it crack cocaine, and I'm like, that always throws me off. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he did introduce the funny, but then he was, he... <laughs> She, he kind of put it down on the table and they were like, girl, what is this? This is the hype? I, so, I forgot what somebody said it looked. What? It was some She said it looked like soap. Yes. It looked like wax or soap, like waxy soap. It did look, it did kind of look like something that you would get at like a, um, a prominent soap dealer. <laughs> I won't mention no names. But you know, it was really roughly cut. Oh, this movie kind of moves fast. It held my it attention. Does. And I was like, okay, girl, because you know, if you ain't got me in 10 minutes, it's a wrap. Um, but I like when they establish people. Yeah. I don't like, like in mobs, like mob movies, especially, I feel like it helps because you get the rise and you get the downfall. But I. This is my issue. Like, I enjoy this movie. I'm just going to say it. I mm. enjoy it. But the the thing is, like, Nino is kind of flat. Like, Nino is so just too. supposed to be evil. Like, yeah, he's just diabolical and evil. Yeah, you could switch him out for like literally anybody. If he was um 
played by anybody else other than Wesley Snipes, then it wouldn't work. Like, I don't think this movie would be as successful as it was. I don't think we would be talking about it right now. It just wouldn't be good. Like, who would you, if you had to switch him out, who would you switch him out for if you had to? Like, anybody? Yeah. I don't know who, I, they would probably be like, yeah, let's put like Denzel Washington or somebody. Oh, let's yeah, cast time. let's cast like Denzel a little bit against type and put him here. I don't I don't think they would have done that back then. Um, it took him a long time to play somebody shitty. <laughs> but like like nobody but I don't know, Wesley Snipes. It's like Wesley Snipes. Like Wesley Snipes. It That's it. That's it. Like I can't even think about no, like Denzel. Like cuz Denzel is has that charisma to like carry the like nobody. Yeah, and I wouldn't even cast. I, I don't even like, like Denzel Washington. So, oh, which is an anomaly that we don't quite understand here on this side <laughs> of Black Girl Film Club. <laughs> like he's a amazing actor, but it's like mm, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Have you seen Training Day? No, because I don't want to watch that. Oh my god! I've yeah, seen exactly. a couple Denzel movies, but not that one. No, okay, so yeah, see, like if this was they, first of all, I don't think they would have ever picked him. They would not that, have, not at this time, because like that just wasn't his lane. Because even like, um, my grandma, I think either she saw, she didn't see Training Day, but I feel like she either heard about it or something but she was like i was so mad about that movie because of what they made him play and i was like he didn't they didn't make him play anything <laughs> it's, it's like he played that role but yeah he's like a complete trash bag but he's a fast talking trash bag Wait, and i feel hey. like only a good fast talking not someone who talks fast but like a genuine like like you said somebody with like a lot of charisma would have been able to do that. That would have been interesting. But I don't think they would have. Can like you imagine? He, like, he doing, wouldn't have. Like, d- like, he can't do it. Like, he can't. He wouldn't have done it, but. I, feel, I think he would have done it really well. You haven't seen Training Day. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like Needle Round, but like, scummier. <laughs> it's really, real scummy. But like, Nino is just like evil. Like, yeah. He like, is. I mean,. We know, like, a little bit about his background. We know that he... Very little. ...was in a gang, and he had to do, like, something for his initiation. But we don't have any motive... Real, like, he says, like, he grew up on the streets. Like, he grew up on the streets, and he was doing what he needed to do to survive. But, like, we don't know about, like, his home life. We don't really know, like some of his connections to these people like these are his boys this is his family um and this is how he like cares for him cares for them um he gives them things like they work for him but he also cares for them by like providing for them in this way um but i feel like there needs to be just another layer there to make him a fully fleshed out character I don't know yeah. what that layer is because it could be different. Like 
it doesn't even necessarily have to be like some kind of tragic backstory or anything. It just needs to be something else there to make him a person because he's not really a person. I feel like not to compare, but like, the uh, I mean, you can't mention a mob movie without mentioning like a few of them, but like something like, okay. So like, I know you haven't seen the Godfather, but I'm going to mention it. So like in the Godfather, I've seen 20 minutes of it. That's not enough. (laughs) It's not enough to watch this movie. So in the Godfather, right, like Michael, which is Al Pacino's character, he starts off as like a really like mild mannered, very um, like well spoken, very very smart um, person. Very, um, I guess he feels like a sense of duty and that kind of thing because he's in like the I think it was World War. I want to say it's World War Two. So. Um, and then you kind of see him sort of change and evolve into like this terrible person who was plagued by paranoia and he's, you know, flies off the handle at like the slightest um, sense of like disrespect. And he's just like, by the end of like the first movie, he's a completely different person. By the end of the second movie, he's just like, like, you're just like, God damn, <laughs> what happened to you? And I feel like that would probably be needed here, even if you had it in something like Goodfellas, where there is no like traumatic event, where he literally says, "I've always wanted to be a gangster." It could have been something like that. You could have been like, "Who was he hanging around?" That might have inspired him. I mean, he was in the gang, but like, okay, like, like, did he want the flashy cars or like the jewelry? Was he just? I mean, was he like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." Or what? You know what I mean? That would have been cool. Or like Scarface. Uh, Tony Montana was trash the entire time, but he had motivation. <laughs> he had a decent like motivation, which is like to survive in America. So that part was missing for me. And honestly, you know what movie I'm probably going to watch next? And I thought about why while watching this, and it was Juice. Um, oh, yeah, too. Juice. We could do juice. Could boys in the hood fit in this? I'm trying. Um, to... yeah, they're like cousins. <laughs> but like juice, like with with Bishop, is that Tupac's character? I yes, Bishop is Tupac's character. Um, I feel like we haven't watched the movie in so long because we're like, like I'm like mm, <laughs> me and Buttercup be watching these films. Um, but like. <laughs> With Bishop, like his motivation, something was like, "Bitch, I just be doing shit," and like he just be doing shit, and like he was just chaotic. He's like, he's just madness personified. And that was like, you see how his character like progressed in his motivation to just be doing shit sometimes, um, yeah. and. It was okay for that film, you know? I mean, this movie came out, Juice came out the year after, um, the year after New Jack City came out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be some tra- tragic backstory, but I just feel like it just needed a little something, you know? He didn't get worse. I mean, he did get worse, but it was always on the same line of being really trashy <laughs> and being terrible. Um... But I feel like that could have helped. But we also didn't talk about, um, well, so no, okay. So he introduces crack 
And he's, I think this is also when he decides, like, okay, we're going to take over. Like, this is my grandmaster plan. We're going to take over the Carter, which is an apartment block. And they do, like, their hostile takeover, right? This is, like, I mean, this happens pretty early in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm also very surprised by that. They usually happen to sort of, like, a little bit farther down the line. Um, also, the first time I watched this, I didn't realize, because I kind of watched a little bit today, and I was also talking to my mom about it, because I was like, there's some parts I was like, I don't know. I was like, I guess it was in a fog. I don't know what the hell was happening to me. But, like, they, so they take over this apartment. I think they shoot one of the drug dealers. Keisha, shut the shit out of him. They shoot one of the rival drug dealers that, I guess, is over there in that area. Then they, they make the landlord walk out, uh... Down Harlow with no clothes on. Down the street, just naked. Just naked. Naked. Very naked, yes. This ain't naked, this is naked. <laughs> and um and they just take over. Like they start busting people's houses. I guess they forced some people out, and I guess the people who couldn't get out stayed and like he just considered them to be customers because his whole thing was like it's the Reagan era. You gotta like rob to get rich, and people, you know, shit's trash out here, and people wanna get high, and they wanna do it really quickly, and here we go. But I felt, I felt like it was fucked up to make, make these people stay. Yes. Like, like they didn't wanna stay. I mean, like, I mean, obviously you wanna stay in your house, cause it's your house, like, it's your home, but then, like, if somebody's taking over your fucking block, like, you don't wanna fucking stay in that shit. They like the Carter operation was intense. Yeah, it was almost like the final boss level of like a video game. <laughs> you know, when they had all the gates and shit, and you had to do like they they like okay, so like I think it, they explain it because. Officer Officer Appleton or a Detective Appleton uh, ends up rescuing Pookie because Pookie is now on crack. He looks horrible. I know y'all have seen. Isn't there like a meme of Chris Rock as Pookie? I feel like there's plenty of memes. I feel like there is. Yes. And so Pookie is the one explaining how the whole operation works because you had to have like a card and like some sort of security system and you got this person checking this person at this checkpoint. It's a lot. And I was like, this shit look like jail. Like, to be honest, <laughs> shit look like jail. This, like, it's listening to how it works. Like, they will sell you to drugs, give you, give you a space to do it and let you hang out there for a minute. And then let you go. Until you come back. And I was like, okay. Like, huh. Yeah, what it sounded like, it was like people weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. It sounded very jailish. Yeah. (laughs) And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, if we compare this to The Lion King, (laughs) is this when the fucking hyenas and Scar take over? Cause this shit is looking real, real raggedy, bruh. Yeah. I was like, it wasn't your best apartment block I've ever seen, but like, this is looking real barren. Yeah. And it had addicts. All the addicts were outside, and I was like, this also looks like The Walking Dead. 
it it was it was a lot. It's a lot. I was like, you feel okay doing that to your people, bruh? That's what they kept asking them. They were doing that in some like guilt tactic. I was like, for real, like, do you really feel okay doing this? Because <laughs> he would look down on people who would get high. Like he greeted. It's not funny. He told Pookie, "You look like shit." <laughs> he was like, "Look at your funky black ass," and I was like, <gasps> "You sold in the crack. You sold in the crack, bruh." Like, like Nino, what the fuck? Like you did this. Like you did this. I hate when people you did this. They, like, will ruin somebody's, like, shit and then be like, well, that's why you're a fucking dumbass. Look at you, you druggie. Like, you did this. Like, you did this. You did this to this man. I like, you did this to this neighborhood because this neighborhood's looking real raggy. And here you go in this motherfucking, uh... Castle. (laughs) You live in Dracula's fucking castle. Girl, (laughs) can we talk about his room in that castle? Why'd I give me Vampire in Brooklyn? I was like, bitch, where is Eddie Murphy? I was like, where the fuck? Where do you live? Like, <laughs> where do you live? It was very, it was, it was very 19th century. <laughs> you got like, uh, like lace curtains <laughs> It looked like a, a Prince it video a in some aspects. <laughs> it was like, I did get very. Prince. It was like <gasps> sensual. It was weird. Like it was weird. Yeah, like candelabras and shit, bruh. Like that big ass bed. I mean, yeah, no, that shit was scary. I was like, is this like this is the pinnacle of success? This shit is scary, bruh. People be letting you take them back to your house. Like maybe know. he is. Sucking the blood life from the community. Okay, Blade. There you go. That's why he lives in the vampire castle. That ties into it. Do you know that was like the first Wesley Snipes movie I think I ever saw, and I was like scared of him for like years after that. Years, (laughs) literal years. I hate vampire. I used well. I don't really think about it now, but like when I was like like a teenager, I hated vampires. I hate that whole biting the shit freaked me out <laughs> don't laugh at my trauma Brittany I'm sorry it's okay she's so rude y'all like god damn I can't I can't steal my I can't steal my guts on my own oh, podcast <laughs> like it's so cute like oh <laughs> no it's okay yeah I mean yeah she was rough um but yeah I was like this is very I mean, this is, like, kind of scary. <laughs> like, this apartment. Um, but also, we skip one part, um, which is, like, Detective Appleton. First of all, I think he gets in trouble because he shot Pookie, right? <laughs> and they let Pookie go. And then Pookie's on crack now. Like, hardcore on crack. They're staking out. Like, Nino is giving out turkeys. Because I think... He, they start this in what, 86, 87? And I think by 90, 1990, or something, like they're like fully in control. Um, like they just run the fucking neighborhood basically. These motherfuckers are getting out turkeys. Dressed up in all this fine, fancy, uh, <laughs> it was, 
reminded me so much of like Michael Jackson's like black uh, military jacket. Yes. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are doing this shit? It was a lot. And he's giving out turkeys. I guess to seem like a, a decent member of the community, even though he's trash. And so Detective Appleton has convinced Pookie that he should go to rehab. And then he does, which I thought this, I didn't like these scenes. I thought they were kind of cheesy. Like this the part where he was trying to get him to work out. This whole thing where they were kind of, I feel like they were for they were forcing Pookie to go to rehab if he so he become so he could become an informant. If they didn't, they were just probably gonna send him to jail. But yeah. like in doing that, I saw like some people. I was like, oh look, it's Kelly Joe Mentor. But that's what inspired <laughs> my idea for next month. But oh no, um, and what's upsetting like. They like off like cops do this all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you gotta do this thing, you gotta do this other thing, and do the thing that we want you to do, or else. Yeah, it was like, like leave leave Pookie alone. Just and what they do with him next, just is. It's so dumb, right? It's just so dumb, and like and Mario Van Peebles told him it was going to be dumb. I'm pretty sure Judd Nelson's racist self with this spike. Why did they do that to him? This spike hair was also like, "This is dumb. Don't do it." And he's like, and, "No, we're gonna we're gonna trust him." And what makes it more upsetting that Judd Nelson didn't speak up was something that Judd. Nelson, Nelson thought, admitted to later, like, oh, that he knew was gonna happen. Yeah, he just let it go. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. which I feel like you could see on his face. He was like, well, this is gonna go not how you planned it, <laughs> because I was in there. I was like, you don't send like a former addict back into a situation like that. So, like, but that's what they decide to do. Yeah, like. We don't know how long we don't know how long it's been because they stopped using the singers outside to let us know the season. Why did they stop? That was cool. So this is it some felt very Shakespearean. I love that part. Like they had who was it? It was It was Troop. Troop was one of them. Levert, you know, I ain't what Joan Castle. Oh shit. <laughs> um and at they the part like, like at New choir. Year's it was God. Yeah. Oh, see, I missed the last one. But I remember, yeah, my mom was like, oh, yeah, this is this group called Troop. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. But she seemed like she was getting it over there in the choir. <laughs> she was enjoying herself. So I was like, okay. And I like the whole choir. I feel like choir is not the right, you know, like the muses. They were kind of like the muses. They were keeping the story going. So we don't know. Like, I like the aspect. I was like, this time well, watching, continue it. This time watching, I was like, "Wait, is that Levert?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, "Why are they?" I was like, "That's Le- that's Levert. That is Levert." I wonder how they got. I mean, maybe they called some favors or something. 
Because also, do speaking of musical performances, fucking Public Enemy was in this shit. Mm-hmm. Got flavor. That's my that's my guy, Nino Brown. What's up, Nino? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is, this, is this on brand? I mean, for flavor, play baby. But like, it's, it's for, is this on brand for all y'all? This don't seem like the way of the group. The okay, I don't want to sidetrack anymore. But the music is great. No, the music is good. Isn't Five Five Freddy in this one too? No, not Fat Five Freddy. Who is it? Um, oh, Full Force. Is it Full Force in here? I don't, they were in House Party. Girl. <laughs> I want to say because my mom was trying to tell me. She's like, you know, you know Lisa Lisa? And I was like, yes, I know Lisa Lisa. <laughs> yes. But there's a lot of like good um, classic 80s jams. In this movie. I feel like Full Force is in there. But also I might be making that up. But yeah. Just take our word for it. There's a lot of songs in here. You got some Johnny Gill. You got some Color Me Bad. Two Live Crew was on here at one point. <laughs> um, Christopher Williams. <laughs> you got a kick out of that shit. I was laughing so hard. Like. <laughs> Yeah, Dude. what's his character? His name is um Kareem Akbar. 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 Yeah, that was not. You know what? <laughs> I was like, you don't really look like a Kareem. But I'm gonna let him have it. But um, yeah, he is like a. I, he works for a bank, I think, and he basically joins Nino's crew because he was like, it's either the difference between it's the difference between eight hundred dollars a week. I was like, oh shit, in the 80s? Girl, damn. Or um, $8,000 a week. And so I was like, okay, okay, okay. I see, I see. But, oh, but yes, back to back to Pookie. Pookie, they, like, Pookie is able to work his way into the interworkings of the building to the place where they are Basically packing up, up vials for distribution. Yeah, because Nino had told him. I think he said he was, I mean, I know he was, like, not serious. But he was like, if you clean up, I'll give you a job. Um, and I felt like, at first I didn't realize that Pookie was back on it. Because I was like, wait, is he back on crack? Like, is he, or is he, it was one of those moments he was like, I'm not going to do it, but I really want to. But then, like, he's definitely back on it. Because then he goes up there high. Yes. And that, it ruins everything. I was like, why would you let him do this? Why would you let him do this? It's not a good idea. It was not a good idea. And he ends up being found out. They find his wire. And it's just all bad. I thought about you when I did that shit because I was like, Benny be over here talking about, did they be putting the the wire on his nipple? I hope you noticed it was on his chest because he had a camera too. He had like a camera, a camera belt buckle. I was like, okay, come on, James Bond. But it was a cute little camera belt buckle. They wouldn't have found it if it was on his nipple though. Do you really think so? (laughs) How would they have written, they have written the whole, made him wear a mesh top? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh Lord. 
if you want to hear us talk about wires and nipples, please listen to our blowout episode. Um, Brittany had a moment. And I had a moment. Listen to her. Have a moment. <laughs> ah, it was so bad. I tried to Google that shit, too. I was like, why did I do that? Uh, so... I think this part made me kind of confused because G Money's like torched the place. Like he basically was like, they were gonna burn down the garden. Yeah, to get rid of all the evidence. But like, I mean, I guess, but like, you couldn't just destroy the evidence. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, like you're build, but you're gonna burn down everything that you're you're you built, like Nino. You think Nino's okay with that? Which she's not okay with. Fingerprints. I don't know. I, don't, I think they don't burn it down, but it's to, they destroy a pretty good part of it. So, well. And, ne- and poor Pookie gets got. Yeah. Travis, I was like, I don't know why I was surprised that he's. I thought he was going to be in the movie longer, but I was like, obviously, they're not going to let him live through that. He's not going to escape that or whatever. Um. And then, like, at one point, they were going to blow up the shit because they turned, they put a bomb on um, Pookie's body. And I was like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot going on. But, um, yeah, an epic fail from Detective Appleton. Shout out to Ice-T. A fail for you and your wig, sir. And, like, late, like, this, I feel like they talk about, like, Appleton is upset because he feels like he failed Pookie. Which he did. Yeah, well, you did. And you did. Judd Nelson is like, I told you it wasn't going to work because you put him in there too soon. But I didn't really want to say anything about it. So I didn't really do anything to stop you for real, for real. Thank I didn't what? really object too much. But I understand because, like, I struggled with addiction as well. But I didn't want to say like he didn't want to tell his business, but he understood. And I feel yeah, like I was like, is that supposed to be a heartwarming? I was like, so to me, you let this you could have saved this man's life, but you didn't want your business out on the streets. Nobody cares about you, bruh. It's like you literally could have saved a man's life. If you would have just shared a little bit about yourself. And you probably would have been able to solve this case. People are so fucking. <laughs> like. It's not dumb. Like, why you don't want to be telling people your business. They don't like, they don't like each other. They're like, I still don't really like you. But, like, we'll work together or whatever. Because I wouldn't like Judd Nelson anyway in this, in this movie. Because, like, girl, girl. What? I was like, do you need all the the side racist comments? Like, he doing too nope. much. But like, the fact that you couldn't say you put this man in this situation too soon because he is just recovered and he is not ready for this kind of exposure. Like, he's not ready for this. We should wait. Or you should find something else to do. I know. Could have saved this man's life. Yeah, like, that's, all, that's literally all you had to do. 
That's all you. That's kind of your job, my guy. (laughs) But you know, I mean, fuck it. (laughs) He was like, whatever. I knew you were messing up, but and then I think they get kicked off the case from it too. And I was like, well, then what the hell? Yeah. And meanwhile, like Nino is living a life. Like I feel like during when this is happening to Nino, like we are introduced to Uniqua like a little bit prior to that. Okay, aren't they fighting over her, right? Yes, like Uniqua is G Money, aka Alan Payne's girl, and she is like. In the first scene that they're introduced, like she's actively flirting with Nino in front of Nino's girlfriend, Selena. And this is really, that scene is really weird because they say a lot of stuff in that scene. And I'm just like, what is happening? Because they were like, as a, like, um, tactic to take like jabs at one another somehow is mentioned that like selena can't have children and i was like what the fuck okay well i missed that part is going on? <laughs> and then wait i missed that part holy who was jabbing who said it was unique what mentioned it unique who asked you girl exactly and then g money was like i told you not to say that girl Men are so messy. And Let I was me just like, tell you. And then Selena leaves. And I was like, why? Why is, why is, why is this happening? It, that why? whole scene moves so fast. And the next thing you know, like, it's Uniqua and Nino are, like, up in bed together when G-Money calls. At, like, wow. Like, well... Cause, you knew uh, what it was, bruh. Yeah, because Unique will answer the phone like, hello? Yeah, I'm like, you ain't even at your house, girl. <laughs> you got it, people. You'll be answering the phone at people's houses, girl. Unless yeah. you running things. That was a brave move on Unique's part. Yeah, I'm like, you don't think his brother would have called? <laughs> or you didn't care, I guess. You really didn't care. Unique and her wig. Wow. Oh my god, that bang! That bang had me hollering. <laughs> and then meanwhile, too, because we skipped over some parts too, because like there's a part where, um, well, first of all, G Money is also getting high on his own supply, which I a no, a no go. It's uh, he has a high stress job, and. I mean, that's your own fault, bro. Nobody told you this. Like, I, I, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, gee, money. No. <laughs> well, I feel like, why would you, like, if you can see the effects, like, why would you? But then, I mean, people do things all the time that they see other people doing that are clearly detrimental to their physical and mental well-being, and yet they continue. Yeah. Like, I, that twist, I was like, gee, money. Gee, money. I mean, who am I thinking of? I feel like, well, Tony Montana definitely, definitely was nose head first 
into a pile of coke. And then uh, so was uh, Henry from Goodfellas. He was definitely up in there having the shakes and the sweats. And it was very, <laughs> very unsettling. And I was like, this can't, this can't end well, bruh. It never ends well. Why do you, <laughs> why? But um, there was a part two way back where they had, um, I guess when they had their takeover, this Italian, like the mafia noticed. And this one dude with this like Fabio as like ponytail. Well, did Fabio ever have ponytails? I don't remember. He looked, you know what he looked like? Furio from Sopranos. Google that person and I'm right. But he had this ponytail and he was coming out there and he was like, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't, you should have at least consulted and, you know, done this respectfully. And, you know, was like, man, get the fuck out of my face. He's like, I'm going to bring, what is it? I'm going to bring you some collard green Alfredo. No, some collard green linguine. And then he said, I'm going to bring you some chicken Alfredo. And then he changed it to chitlin Alfredo. Yes. That shit had me hollering. But, um, so he's mad. This guy, I think his name is Frankie Needles. He's mad about the whole exchange and then he brings a doll that has a noose on it. It's a lawn jockey with the noose. What's with the jockey part? That's um racism. Okay. That's some is that mm-hmm. you know what? Like I said before, I'm not really wrong first. <laughs> That's some sizzle. <laughs> That's some sizzle. <laughs> I'm not really well versed. I don't try to be well versed. I just assume you're probably talking about me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and he gets the shit kicked out of him and he gets his ponytail cut off. So he's pissed. And then at one point, um, Appleton and I guess what's Judd Nelson's character is Peretti. They go undercover and they basically this is how they infiltrate um CMB because fucking um, G Money is mad at Nino and so he's making all these like side deals with other people and side deals with the Italians and all that stuff and so this just gets worse <laughs> it just comes back to bite him in the ass like real quick yeah. I feel like the I feel like Unico was like the last straw yes so um, yeah, he definitely goes behind his brother's back and makes some shady deals. And then this is how Appleton gets in with with the crew. And he's not even in it. Girl, Ice-T is bad at his job. Not Ice-T, but like Appleton is so bad at his job. He's He should be fired. <laughs> no, he should. So <laughs> he absolutely should. Um... And I think, well, I mean, he did get fired, but then, like, he should have, like, not been allowed to continue at all. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot that happens here, and I feel like, like, it kind of drags in this part, like, a lot, um, because I definitely, like, spaced out, like, once, you would think it would get, like, more, like, high stakes once you infiltrate the gang, but, like, it didn't feel high stakes. It... It didn't feel dangerous, you know? It just felt like, I don't know. It got sort of dangerous. 
It only got dangerous at the wedding. I mean, Nino did have like a sword. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I, I mean, Nino did stab. He did say he would. He would yes, he did stab uh, Christopher Williams Queen. through the hand. Yes, he did stab him. And well, he was mad. Yes, because everything that happened with uh, the Carter, and he stabbed Christopher Williams through the hand. And this is the classic uh, sit your five dollar ass down for I make change. <laughs> So he like people got on G Money too. Yes, he wiped the blood from the blade on G Money. Yeah, that's really gross. And I was like, Bodily wait, where did he, he where did he get this this like sword? Like, where did he get this from? Why do people always have a sword? You know, you definitely notice that. Like, it's always somebody like with a lot of power. Like, all of a sudden, you start collecting swords and shit. Like, it's fucking, you know second century japan or something like why do you need <laughs> just giant ass sword bro like, you don't need this shit. <laughs> this is really unnecessary it's i was like okay weird maybe was a he wants to see show how medieval he is he probably had it just lying around his castle i you know what this goes perfectly with the fucking candelabra and the scary ass <laughs> bed <laughs> all that it, it tracks okay this is on brand i feel like it's on brand it is now on brand um because also the card looks like a giant castle so you're right you're right mm-hmm. so really he's a vampire probably probably that would be the logical next step nino brown vampire <laughs> drug dealer by day vampire by night i will watch that movie honestly it's a great it's a great concept i believe in it so if anybody would like to collaborate with us on this idea like let us know yeah i mean we can make it work we can get really deep with it and it could be a commentary on society (laughs) come on jordan peele you know you want this (laughs) this is a dream come true jordan We're proud to announce that this episode of Black Girl Film Club is sponsored by Super Yaki. Super Yaki is an online shop that makes fun, eco-friendly merch made for anybody that loves movies. That's right. Super Yaki sells original apparel, enamel pins, and more. If you love movies, this is the perfect place for you. I have the Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt. Brittany has the You Wouldn't Steal a DVD t-shirt. They're super soft, super comfortable, and we wear them all the time. And the best part is, Super Yaki has new drops all the time, so you could treat yourself or a friend. And, this is key, y'all, every order comes with a fun surprise. Super Yaki is offering 10% off with the code SUPERFRIEND, that's S-U-P-E-R-F-R-I-E-N-D, in all caps. Support a small business and head over to superyaki.com, that's S-U-P-E-R-Y-E-N-D. A-K-I, and let them know that Brittany and Ashley sent you. Now, back to our program. We need to talk about this wedding. Ciao. Oh, God. Um, This is why I think my ears perked up, because I don't remember. So he ends up getting married. G-Manny gets married to um, 
Is it to? Is it to? It's not to Uniqua, is it? Who is it he gets married to? That one Uniqua was it? I don't think so. I don't remember because that's the other part too. I was very confused because that was G Money's wedding, right? I don't think so. I think they were just okay, at attendance at a wedding, but uh. Then why did I feel like he was at the? Wedding? I was like, this is everybody was at the wedding. There was a lot of people at the wedding. There's also a lot of people wearing white. And I was like, wait, can y'all differentiate yourselves from the groom, please? Because maybe that's why I was so confused. I was like, when did he get married? And to who? I'm going to watch this back and feel real stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I feel the same way. Be like, what? yeah, you will. <laughs> you will feel real stupid, girl. <laughs> No, because I was trying to figure out who the bride and the, the groom were too, and I was like, "Who who wedding is this?" That's the thing. Like, and then the the um, isn't that Keith's wedding? It is. <laughs> I was like, "Where did who put the call out?" And the groom is Nick Ashford from Ashford. It, I mean, not the the pastor is Nick Ashford from Ashford and Simpson. Oh God. Oh God! Like, <sighs> what is going on in this wedding? I feel like they just had to have wedding to have like a big group of people in one space, like one spot, and that's usually like one of the only times when people have their guard down for the most part. But yeah. this is also when they have the big shootout. And I don't think I was paying hardly any attention until I saw this shit. And I was like, oh, this is classic mafia, especially Italian mobster movie thing, which is like coming up in under the cover of of one thing and then busting out the the machine guns and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> I think they pretend to be caterers or something. This is when you're like, oh, okay, so um, Nino is garbage. Hot, steaming, buttered garbage. In my notes, I was like, Ashley said Nino is going to hell. And she is right. (laughs) Wait, like, for real, though. For real, though. Because, like... (laughs) He going to hell. No, he is. Because... No, he going to hell, for real, y'all. No, because you don't hold a damn baby like that. Like, okay, so, like, they open fire. I don't really know where everybody else scatters to because, like, Ice-T is still in the group by then. And then, um, I feel like there's, like, other, so, like, G-Money is there, right? And then, I like, definitely Keisha. I don't remember seeing, I think Dada Man was there. So, everybody's opening fire, right? Nino um, grabs one of the little flower girls of the bride. No, she's a flower girl because she's like a baby. She has to be like maybe like four or five and grabs her and uses her as a human fucking shield. I'm sorry. You're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Not even in my worst cowardly, I'm afraid for my life, would I sit there and grab my friend and be like, Here! <laughs> You first. He. You were a grown man. You were a grown man. And the. I was like, 
You can't even justify it. You can't justify it. You can't be like, damn. You can't be like he grabbed the baby and then grabbed the burner in the other hand and shot, <laughs> shot back. No, no, he didn't do anything. He, no, he, he just grabbed, grabbed the baby. Her, he held her up and then like. And, and then he, he threw away. her aside. Yeah, he left her there next to somebody who died. Wasn't it Keisha? Because Keisha gets yes. shot. And then somebody else gets shot. Like it's a bunch of people. Um, but like definitely Keisha dies. And uh the poor baby has to witness this and i was like oh no no you're going to hell first class you're going straight down to like the bottom circle of hell (laughs) because what is this of all the characters i feel like i've seen in like all like every villain Every anti-hero. I've never seen some shit like that. That was so upsetting. I'm upset now. And she was so precious with her little white dress. But then she's screaming her little head off. Like, she's traumatized for life. She is. I was like, okay, yep. Ashley right. Ashley is 100% correct. Now you're going to hell with me around. <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, wait. Because then this is the other thing. I was like, so y'all are writing, like y'all are name checking him in song? He don't shoot back, y'all. He does not. I mean. That's the interesting thing about the like hip hop's relationship with the mafia and hip hop. Well, first of all, that's just weird because like. I'm sorry, they don't like y'all. And then, like, they really don't like y'all. And then, like, he's just raggedy. They have a new apartment. They're trying to get, like, off the ground. <sighs> Ooh, child. That that wedding scene. Isn't this when they recognize Ice-T? Like, Kareem finally recognizes Ice-T? Like, they have that, like, sit down. Like, they're trying to, like, bribe their way into the new apartment. Mm -hmm. And make good with, like, all the people who live there. And I feel like this is when they meet the old old man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is before they catch him. Yeah, so this guy, I do not recognize his name, but, like... You. This is another person that you have definitely seen. Um. Everywhere is, is Bill Cobbs. Yes, he was like in everything. If you, I hate that he was, he's still alive. Mhm. I didn't know that. If you recently watched that thing, you do. He was <laughs> the jazz musician that Shades was really like admired. And if you watch that thing, if you haven't seen that thing you do, you should watch it because it has a great soundtrack and it's a good movie. That's so random of you. I love that thing you do. I used to watch it all the time. And it still still holds up. It's good. It has Steve Zahn in it and y'all should watch it. Okay. (laughs) From Wesley's Night to Steve And Ethan Embry. Oh my god, you should have uh, put your name in the ring last night when everybody was talking about. <laughs> Don't why are you telling my business? You told your business. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell your business. 
pause. Bill Cobbs was most recently in something like this year. This yeah. year is still working. He is 86 years old. Ooh. He was in. He just actually, he won a daytime Emmy. He won a daytime Emmy. Mm-hmm. This year. For he was random. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was in something called Dino Dana. I don't know what that is. Um... I guess it's kind of like an educational thing, but he was in it, and he won an Emmy, a daytime Emmy. Come on now. He stayed in, he, he's been working since 1974, and he's got something pretty much every year. So, we talk about people collecting checks. <laughs> he's in something all the time. Uh, yeah, he is, so his role was, his, he popped up a while ago, which makes me laugh because, not laugh, like, in, like, a ha-ha way, but, like, goddamn, like, can the law do anything right? Because he went to the police straight up and was like, this dude is taking over my apartments. Like, this is a problem. Y'all need to get him out. And they were ignoring him. But then, at the same time, Mario Van Peoples was, like, talking and being like, we need to get some tough uh, New Jack guys on the case. Like, like Keisha, this old man was the only one that was really about his actions. Yeah, when they're trying to get in good with the, the neighborhood, they go for the kids first, obviously. And then, um... He was basically like, you're the devil or something. Didn't no, he call the devil? He said, you in, his, you in this neighborhood selling those little white devils to your black brothers. Yeah, that's a big thing um, in this movie, which I kind of, on the one hand, I'm like, okay. But on the other hand, it feels like one of them arguments um, that like white people like to make. But how dare y'all... Uh, destroy your neighborhoods or whatever the fuck and so um but at the same time i was like well damn like you were ruining the hell out of this neighbor like you are ruining your people's like you're ruining everybody's life yeah so like i didn't i mean on the one hand it was kind of like you damn kids and there was a i wrote down something about i guess at one point, Nino, either Nino or somebody else has said something about, oh, you want us to be all like Martin Luther King or something like that. Did you catch that? Yes. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, like that kind of post-civil rights movement, like disillusionment, because like you go through all that, two prominent leaders are shot, um... And then, like, you just didn't, like, I mean, there's, like, a good couple, like, maybe 10 years of, like, maybe shit's happening. And then you just into the Reagan years. And I'm like, that would make me lose my mind. So I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe, I mean, not to be, like, not to excuse anything. But I was like, okay, maybe I can see the thing. But then I was like, damn, you so you just, like, I guess, I mean, you have to do what you got to do. But I was like. I don't know how you see your neighborhood like disintegrate and be like, well, I'm good. The rest of you dummies aren't. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But also, he's evil. So, like, I mean, it tracks. 
this I feel like the old man I don't know we do see the old man earlier in the movie but I feel like he should have popped up some other time too yeah he probably I mean you saw him around a little bit but then he really only had like three appearances that I remember so he had the, the part in the precinct and he had the part here, which is, I think is when I noticed him. I didn't think I noticed him the first time I watched this, but then like when I went for like my second attempt, I was like, oh, okay. So really, <laughs> this explains a lot because he was fed the fuck up. And so, um, because I, when I first watched this, I was like, well, damn, that was random. Like at the end, I was like, this is very random. But um, so... Yeah, I mean, they basically drag him out of there. And I think some other stuff happened. And this is when they, like, find out that that Ice-T is a cop, right? Yes, because uh, Kareem is like, yo, I seen you. You a cop. Yeah. After all this time. I mean, did those braids not hint at some sort of something that was not right there? I mean, there's a lot going on. People got shot at that wedding. So, like. But I think he gets away, right? He yes. gets away. Um, they're trying to figure out how to how to bring like charges against Nino, and then they're like, we got to get some like hard evidence and blah blah blah. And um, and I feel like after that. Oh, you know what, too? We missed the part because they, they, so basically they had a sting operation, right? They had a sting operation. So they also killed Dada Man. Um, and this is when they have <laughs> the big scene between Nino and G Money because Nino's like, well, bitch, this is your fault once again. Which, I mean, if we're going to commit, if we're going to try, try, uh, uh, very <laughs> make our feeble attempts to connect this to the Lion King. I guess we can connect this and you know, brothers portraying brothers. Yes. He Mufasa is better than all these people. As a lion. As a lion leader, Mufasa <laughs> is better than as a as a feline. <laughs> <laughs> a literal feline. I mean, a large one, but like <laughs> as a leader of a of, of a pride, Mufasa is better than Nino in running his organization. <laughs> well, Nino would be Scar, wouldn't he? It's like kind of you know, it's like kind of it's kind of a little backwards because like G Money was the stuff, the one doing stuff on the side, which is a very Scar thing to do. But Nino's personality and Scar's personality are basically like one and the same. Yes, that's our attempt to connect these two. <laughs> but our connection to these two movies, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he shoots them. They were supposed to be, you know, C and B forever. It does not work out like that. Am I my, am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Isn't that some shit from Cain and Abel? It's been a while since I've been in a church, y'all. Um, as a heathen, I can't tell you. So <laughs> it is from Cain and Abel. 
which this is, makes sense. I mean, what he was saying was like, you know, that man ain't my problem. So like, I mean, you never really see Nino and, and G Money be like, I mean, you do at some points, like in the beginning, and then like they're playing basketball. Remember they're playing basketball in their loafers and shit. No, and they dress like, pants, shirtless, <laughs> <was> very confused. <laughs> and they dress very, pants very... and dress shoes. Yes, Wesley was fully waxed. Must say, um, Alan was doing a bit of a, you know, shag carpet type of look. It was nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was very confused by by their dress choice, but also like, yeah, you don't really get a sense of that. You know, I think that would have been cool too if they had kind of shown their relationship over time. You know what I mean? Like, is he your little brother that you had to look out for? Or, you know, where is that relationship there? That could have been built up a lot more because I was like, oh, shit, he has to shoot him. But this is kind of like, I mean, this almost felt like it could have been anybody. I mean, aside from the fact that Nino was like crying when he did it, but. Because we've really never seen Nino express any emotion. Yeah, this is like the only time that he expresses like genuine like um, regret, I guess. Um, Because the other only two are just kind of like happy or mad. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is sad, but it's also kind of like, for me, at least, I'd like to be a bit more. There need to be more behind the scenes. You've definitely seen the image of Wesley Snipes if you've been on Twitter. If you if you've been on the internet um, at all in the last like I don't know twenty years or so, then you've definitely seen this. Gift. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this was like on Live Journal. Hmm. And like, oh no, they didn't. I'm almost positive. This might have been one of the first gifts I ever saw. Mm. Definitely saw this on Twitter. <laughs> Ain't seen it in a minute though, but definitely seen this on Twitter. But um, I think after this, he like continues on solo, right? Like he's still doing his thing. Apparently he was watching, at one point I think he was watching, was he watching Scarface? Yes. He was watching Scarface. I think at another point, apparently, due to the credits, because I did not see this, there was a scene with Sweet Sweetback. And I was like, please, which scene? Oh, Lord. I'm a, I might have to rewatch to see. I mean. We're so traumatized by that. We that movie's a lot. Melvin, wild. Mm-hmm. Melvin Van Peebles, wild. That was a lot, whole lot. Melvin had a lot to say. Not a lot of time to say it. Um... <laughs> Kept it in the family to say it, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, after this, I feel like they finally just like, um, like Scotty and not Scotty, who the fuck? Like, uh, Judd Nelson and 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 Ice T finally just come and they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> and we're just gonna. 
we're coming to get you, Nino. And they get him. Don't they, like, kick his ass down the street? That felt very Godfather-ish. Where, like, Ice-T is beating the shit of him down the street and, and all the neighborhood is watching. <laughs> um, because that's my favorite scene, which is when, you don't know this, but when um, Michael Corleone's older brother, Sonny, um, finds out that his sister is being beat by her husband. He rolls up on him on the block and beats the shit out of him and leaves him in like a puddle of like fire hydrant water. <laughs> and he does it in front of all the neighborhood kids. The kids are just like, yeah. Rare. <laughs> it's a lot, man. But you know, he was like, you don't be beating on my sister, bitch. <laughs> it's like, he went and took his ass out, and that that started a chain reaction. That oh Lord, but um, I like that part too. At least in this movie, although he doesn't like they convince him not to beat the crap out of Nino or not shoot him, which I was like, you gotta. The fact that it was even an option is kind of a mess. I'm kind of on the fence about. I was like, you shouldn't be shooting people. Yeah, judiciously. But at the same time, you're kind of like, dang, I guess maybe you should have. <laughs> like, it's, it's a bit, um, you know, I had a lot of conflict on the scene a little bit. Because I was like, no, he's definitely garbage. But, like, you can't be shooting people. Like, you're the cops. Like, just because you're the cops doesn't mean you can just shoot anybody. Quiet as it seems to be kept. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't be doing that. However, too, doesn't this when Ice T is like, you shot my mother? <sighs> Which. I was like, where did that come from? Okay. Earlier in the movie. Which, this could be a coincidence. Um, earlier in the movie, Nino was saying, like, Ice T told a story about, like, how when he was younger, like, his mother was killed by a young gang member. Okay. And then Nina was telling Ice T a story about when he was younger to be initiated into a gang, he had to kill somebody and it didn't matter who it was. So he got really high on Angel Dust and he walked up to this woman and just shot her. Okay. He got dusted. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So yeah, that um again another part I must have been like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, okay. I just uh... The payoff wasn't the best. You know, don't remember that. I mean, he remembers that, but like, it could, it could be a coincidence. Like, it could be someone totally different. But he thinks it's Nino, and it probably was. I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? I mean, they're about the same age, aren't they? Yeah. So I mean, it could work, but. Um, yeah, so this, this became, I didn't realize they were going to go to, like, a whole, like, court thing. That was kind of surprising. Um, even though Nina the whole time was like, man, I'll have you killed or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, this is funny. But then, they don't even charge him. They charge him for, what, a year? And then he snitches on everybody. And I was like, what the hell? Like, and that... Y'all admire a snitch? <laughs> so... <laughs> what? I... Brittany, you've already made your stance. <laughs> I, I still enjoy this movie. Like, I... 
No, I mean, you said before, you're just like, if I'm going to jail, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot what episode that was. I was like, damn it, Brittany. I mean, honestly. But he also lied. And he was like, I'm not even the leader of the Cash Money Brothers. Yeah, that's real, like... Like, you're not going to stand in your shit. He's like, is that me? It's him. Kareem Akbar. You know, the is, banker. Yeah. Like, and the creams in the audience are, like, in the crowd, like, excuse me? And he's like. This is news to me? he's like, it's him. I was just an innocent bystander in all this. Can you <laughs> believe it? He is a real is mastermind behind all of this. So ridiculous to even think about. Like, it's not ridiculous because it is not ridiculous in terms of like that being possible, but it's ridiculous. And like, you just, after all that, bruh, you just go up there and just like, I mean, this isn't even my operation. Like, I don't even know what you guys are even talking about. Like, you have the wrong guy entirely. Like, usually people don't do that in in mob movies, too. I don't think. It's always people going to jail for people. I'm like, hell no, when I be going to jail for 25 years for you. <laughs> but I guess that's, like, the terms and conditions when you sign up. Yeah, like... Because people be going to jail on the mob for a long time. And if you snitch, you're just like, you might as well die. Yeah, you can't get out of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we're not mobsters. So, like, we are thinking on an entirely different wavelength. But I was like, I got shit to do. 25 years? That's a long time, bro. But is there 25 <laughs> years left? Oh, on this planet? No. So, no, we're done. So, <laughs> we are finite. We have a finite lo- number of years left. So, before this place turns into Venus or whatever. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I don't want to die in jail. <laughs> like, I feel like everybody who's incarcerated right now, like, we need to really rethink those systems <sighs> yeah no, we got a lot of is... we got a lot of things to fix about society which <sighs> uh, a lot everything's to fix bad. And a, lot, a lot of time to do it uh, everything's bad guys but i don't want to go there talking about this bad man <laughs> this fictional bad man with I mean, no redeeming qualities because he has murdered people <laughs> Not a one. That's the thing, too. It's like some of these characters are like, okay, damn, like, like, I maybe you might feel bad, even though you shouldn't. Or like, maybe you're like, oh, okay, and I've enjoyed your character journey. So like, I'm rooting for you or whatever. The fuck. But like, I'm like, who know? <laughs> like, at each passing minute, I was like, get him out of here. <laughs> get him out of here. And you know what's funny? It's like, he has like, all these like bad characteristics and then on top of that he's a snitch so even by like gangster standards he's a bad person 
Yeah. And let's, let's, because this became an issue earlier this year with people not knowing what snitching meant. We're talking about snitching in a criminal sense, not, you know, being harmed by somebody and naming that person because I don't know what some of y'all were on um, earlier this month, the last month, you know, time is um, uh, not real. <laughs> Especially not this year. So I don't really remember what what month it was. But I was like, girl, do y'all not... Like, this applies to, like, criminals only. Like, there's a criminal code and all that. And I feel like this would be the number one thing. Because until, like... If you get out of jail, like, who's going to trust you? Yeah. It just seems like a bad idea all around. He took that risk. Yeah, especially since you're working solo. Like, you don't have anybody. Oh, he doesn't have anyone. He's by himself. He, this is Scar, man. This is Scar. Because at the end of The Lion King, what happened? <laughs> he was like, those hyenas are trash. I've never seen those hyenas before in my life. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Basically. And they were like, hell no. Nah. But... Somebody has some for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was going to get off with what? Like a year? At first I said they said three years. And I was like, that's nothing. And then I think they said a year. And I was like, he'll be out in like, what? Five months? Maybe. I mean, if you, if you get a low sentence like that, it's usually... It usually kind of signifies that, like, one, like, this is not, you're not really considered, I mean, probably because they didn't have sufficient evidence, and if they did, like, I don't know if they feel like they could prove that they had sufficient evidence, or, like, he was responsible, but also, like, for such a small charge, like, it's pretty much guaranteed you're going to get out early. Yeah. But so that was already that was already insulting, right? And then he's talking all this shit, shit to to Ice T as well. And um, yeah, who comes up but the old man again, Bill Cobbs? I hate that he's just old man. Like, why don't y'all give him a name? Uh, Leroy. Okay, no, let's just leave him as old man. <laughs> let's leave him as old man. Uh, yeah, they, they, um, yeah, he comes up, which I was like, first of all, I was like, was this pre-metal detectors in buildings? Uh, my mom, be. she was like, she was like, it might have been. I was like, God damn. I'm like, that's very odd. When I went to go do jury duty, uh, I had to basically turn everything inside out before I was allowed up in there. But, uh, yeah, he goes up to him and shoots him. Mm. Awesome. I'm sick of your shit, and I'm sick of the the incompetence of the U.S. Justice Department, the justice system as a whole. So I guess, I don't know, <laughs> it's the moral of the story, vigilante justice. And it's like, you're a, basically, you're a scourge to society. Pa-pow! <laughs> and I was like, well, shit. Not a scourge. <laughs> Not a scourge. Like, <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing here. And then they arrest him for a public shooting. Like, it's like, okay. 
And then the film ends saying Nino Brown is not a real character, but there are many Nino Browns around the country. And I was like, it felt very Reagan. It felt very war on drugs, um, which is, I guess it's like more of like a Clinton thing, but like it's very, it felt very after school special. It's giving dare. (laughs) I was like, all right. I mean, I know Nino Brown not real, but thank you for confirming it. I mean, you know what? Some people be taking stuff and like clearly living their life by it. I mean, I I know I thought the Blair Witch was real when I was twelve, but that's different. (laughs) Twelve. I already told you that story about my friend who thought it was real, and she was in her twenties. Yes. It's it's real in her heart. (laughs) I was like, bruh, you no. No, ma'am. Um, so yeah, that's how the movie ends, which I felt was kind of like, I mean, I guess is the most satisfactory ending. But also, like, I felt a little way, not that he was gonna, like, do anything if he was in jail, but, like, I feel like, like, in a, in a better paced movie, like, this sort of stuff would have happened earlier in the movie, and then he would have got out right and then it would be sort of like a symbol of like yo like you can't even get like the the cops to really do anything or like the prosecutors you're like he's just basically unstoppable and then some crazy shit can happen but you know what i'm just a humble podcaster i don't know what i'm talking about would you yeah would i recommend this yeah would you recommend it or would you watch it again I feel like I need to watch this again. Obviously, like, <laughs> this is probably the one episode I'm like, girl, wait, what? What happened? Like, I don't know. Was my brain, like, was I just, like, not on Earth yesterday? I don't know. But, um, I mean, I feel like there's better movies out there. Like, oh, better my. crime. Oh, okay, somebody disagrees with me. <laughs> somebody disagrees with me. I feel like there's just better paced, better, um, I don't know. Like, I was feeling like this is just moving really fast and really part in some parts. And then, I, of course, when we talked about, like, like, Nino definitely needed some, like, backstory or, like, I mean, I like how they didn't just reveal it all, like, in the beginning. I feel like that's kind of, like, like a nonlinear story. It's kind of more interesting than just like a straight up like this is what happened when I was a kid and this is what happened like that's kind of what happened in Goodfellas and that's really what happens in Godfather as well but like um but I feel like it just needed a little bit something extra you know a little more razzle dazzle a little bit more razzle dazzle a little bit more brotherly like relationships so I can really feel like damn like this sucks because like right now I felt like. <laughs> It was like, it was like, he was just like, Gima, you're getting on my last nerves. Obviously, he was sad about it, but, you know. <laughs> it just didn't, I just wasn't getting it. It just wasn't giving me everything. So, it's, I mean, it's fine. Okay, so we got it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love the fashion. We love the music. I just wish it had been, um, 
I mean, this is maybe one movie where the movie could have been longer. Hmm. You know, I never say that shit. But like, it could have something could have it could have benefited from a little bit something something. I'm I would recommend this movie. I like it. Like, obviously, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is an entertaining watch. Wild things happen. I obviously, as we mentioned. And it's something that I've seen quite a few times over the years. Um, And I feel like it's a movie that you should watch if you're watching black films. Like, yeah, I mean, you you gotta do it. I feel like, yeah, this is one of those movies that you watch and then you're like, okay, there's like a lot more things like references um like we said of course if you listen to music or anything like that like that's definitely a thing um you know because hip-hop loves like i said hip-hop loves mob movies um there's so many mob references especially 90s hip-hop like fucking jay-z thought he was out here (laughs) Like fucking Al, not Al Pacino, fucking like Al Capone, basically. Who was it that had the whole? Was it Junior Mafia? It was Junior Mafia, and it was somebody else. But like a lot of groups used to like model themselves off of like, like, like the Firm. Oh, maybe it was the Firm. Well, like Foxy, I think A, um, AZ. I think that's. I don't know. I was a little too young for it, but I know about the firm. But I know Foxy was in it, uh, and my older yeah. cousins were into it. Well, it was only what the three of them? It was only Foxy and Foxy somebody Nas, else. Oh, AD, Nature. I'm not thinking about the firm, but um, yeah. I mean, it's very odd. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I'm like, how do y'all look at? I mean, they don't want, like, you know. Just in this movie alone, the amount of slurs from the other from the other groups of people, I was like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say, like, don't watch it. I just didn't think that it was as enjoyable as I thought it was going to be. Is there, like, a movie that you would recommend to pair with this? That's not the Lion I mean, King. That's not the Lion King. <laughs> I mean, everybody should watch the Lion King. I mean, hello if you haven't. But, um, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, we've mentioned a bunch of them. I've mentioned, I mean, obviously I've mentioned The Godfather. Obviously I've mentioned Scarface. Which Scarface, see, Scarface is too fucking long. And this movie is not long enough. <laughs> um, Juice. You said juice earlier. Mm-hmm. I say juice. Juice is juice is about the same. I feel like if you want like the same sort of like time period and kind of dealing with some of the same sort of like issues, um, then I would definitely go to juice. Juice also has Kilocane. Mm-hmm. Shout out trashy Daryl Wilkes. <laughs> Darnell, sorry. Darnell Wilkes. <laughs> I have been watching Girlfriends nonstop, so if I make another Girlfriends reference, please, I'm not going to stop. So, like, <laughs> we're just going to all have to suffer through it. 
But I feel like that's the closest. But there's so many. And that's, I mean, I say so many, but then I'm also thinking, like, I feel like we overestimate how many, like, black gangster movies there were. Like, watching this would, I felt like this movie paired with Scarface would have been an interesting pairing because Scarface is where I stop with my De Palma. Oh. Like, I, like, De Palma's one of my favorite directors, but, like, Scarface is where I'm like, mm, okay, girl. Um, and it's I've watched... movie. I've watched, like, an hour of it, and I'm always like, mm, okay, girl, well, that's enough. And I've never it, finished it. I so, mean, it helps. I mean, not helps, but it was like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's, the shit feels like it goes on forever. However, you also get Michelle Pfeiffer with that really, really great Bob. Yeah. That's why I, I just picture it like immediately when I think of like the movie and like sunglasses. Um, but why like. Did let, why did they let. Al Pacino via Cuban. You know what? Let's just, what? What? I feel like that would be a really nice one day. One day we gotta we gotta visit that movie. Scarface. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's plenty you compare with that. No one I day. Mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's a watch. It gets a little slow. In certain, I mean, Brittany's like, I don't know why I stopped watching it. But, like, <laughs> it gets a little slow. But, yeah, I think it's it's another one. I think it's good. Um, once you get past some of the shit. But also, like, this, this too, was kind of interesting. Because, like, we didn't really get into it. But, like, I feel like the whole mob genre kind of gets, like, a weird sort of... Like, people watch them and they don't kind of get the point to me because I'm like these are kind of tragic like Scarface is kind of tragic um and the fact that he also becomes super fucking paranoid and weird and like scares away all his you know his friends and his like relationships and, and it's a lot but I mean you know we'll always have more time for that I guess but yeah, not every I feel like mob, not every mob movie glorifies the mob. If you're really paying attention. I'm sorry, like being shot in the courthouse is not my idea of a happy ending. Yeah. So yeah. I think I also want to introduce something. Like now now that we're done with our recommendations and everything, I just wanna say that we got a piece of fan mail. <laughs> And I told Brittany that we have to give this person props. Like, we have to. We have to. We we read. We I can't read, as Ashley knows. I cannot I'm read. I'm not going to read the whole. But <laughs> we read it. I'm not read the whole letter. <laughs> but basically, this is from somebody named Michael, I believe. Either Michael or Anthony. I'm not sure. But. He said, love the podcast. He also, um, Michael, are you from New York? You sound like you're from New York. I've never seen somebody wrote, right, Ayo. <laughs> he said, Ayo, this is my first time emailing a podcast. 
Heath is a black male who enjoys films. Y'all analyze. Uh, I guess y'all analyzation is the perfect combo of informative slash critical and funny like hell. That's a great compliment. He also was trying to tell us to listen, or I'm sorry, watch Dear White People, the show. I'm going to tell you right now, Michael, we're not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Have you done that, Brittany? Um, no, thank you. <laughs> but who knows when TV is scarce, I might. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Either everybody catches Dorona or... I mean, there's hope. They might not. But he also goes on to say, um, basically that Dear White People was trash. <laughs> and that we were going in on that movie, and rightfully so. Um, so he did watch the show. He did take him some time to get into it. They also apparently do Coco some justice with shout out to Coco. She didn't deserve any of that shit. Um, he also, <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to tell people this, Michael, but he says a black five, five, seven black king. <laughs> Come on, petite king. Yes, petite king. Come on, petite we, king. We recognize you. We speak our name. We uplift. We <laughs> exalt you. <laughs> No, we love you. Um, he said, basically, he was talking about how we also discussed, like, the fetishization in the movie. Um, and some people are raggy. Um, so, yeah. Also, he loves Britney's Lisa Ray impression from the Players <laughs> Club. And he finally, he suggests that we should watch I'm Thinking About Ending Things as well as um, Nightcrawler. Um, which I'm thinking about watching. I'm thinking about Indian things, but every time I think about it, it's like, um, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And I don't think my brain can do Charlie Kaufman, like a new Charlie Kaufman after like sundown. So I might have to figure out like some time this weekend to watch it. And we're gonna have to let you know. I don't know if Brittany's down. I don't think that's Brittany's cup of tea. We'll find out, because I added that to my queue. I loved, I mean, I like Charlie Kaufman's, like, Eternal Sunshine. I feel like I like his writing, but, like, I watched Synecdoche, New York, maybe last year, and I was like, girl, what is this? (laughs) I was very, very irritated with that movie, even though it had, like, Philip, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I, like, loved, but, girl... That's a lot to stretch your brain around. I only got so much, <laughs> so much brain matter. But Nightcrawler might be interesting too. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so, um, and I've seen it as well. So, love scary Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, thank <laughs> you, Michael. Like, this is like, um, I feel like this is one of our first, like, fan mails. Um um, usually we don't have people email us. You should email us at uh, blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com um, if you would like us to possibly read your letter on the show. I totally did not ask you, Michael, <laughs> so I hope you're okay with this. If not, I will be cutting out a lot of this episode. So, um, But we got a kick out of this. Like, I thought this shit was hilarious. It made my day, so thank you. I'm so glad. I felt like, you know how you'd be like, damn, this movie is trash, but then you're like, Nobody else thinks this movie is trash. Is it just me? (laughs) 
So, but I mean, I'm willing to stand in my shit that dear white people was garbage. I mean, I've been saying it for a minute, so. If you want to hear an in-depth, almost three-hour episode of us calling the movie trash, you can definitely um, go back in the archive and listen to it. And shout out to you, Michael, as well, for like listening to the whole thing. I was like, damn, we be talking. (laughs) (laughs) We really be talking. I think I cut that episode down, too. I think it was like three and a half hours. (laughs) We were having a good old conversation. Um, So, yeah, and that brings us to, like, I guess... You know, where you can find us. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. Uh, like I said, you can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is blackgirlfilmclub.com. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, we love reviews. We love reading all <laughs> all y'all's comments. Um, I definitely share Brittany. Like, I'm always like, Brittany, we got a new review. So, yeah, you know, give us some love if you we, like what we do. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we don't know. I guess so next next month, October. Are we? Do we have a like a pairing? We have an idea of a pairing. Yes, I'm working on the actual pairing, but... And I'm scared. We're going to watch some black horror films yes. for the month of October. Like, if you've listened to it, pretty much any episode of Black um, Girl Film Club, you know that I love horror movies. I just mentioned The Blair Witch. Um, so... I want to watch black horror movies. So that's what we're doing for the month of October. So I'm still working on the pairing and we'll announce it soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, that's coming down. Of course, we'll let y'all know where you can find those movies. Um, once Brittany unleashes, um, whatever dastardly plan that she has, (laughs) I'm letting her drive this month. Ooh, Okay. Yes. I shouldn't have told her that. <laughs> I shouldn't have told her that. That means I already have my plan for November. And she's not oh. going to be happy. Oh, Lord. But it's too late. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else we want to say that, you know, want to let people know about? Not off the top of my head right now. Just as always, thank you guys for listening. And I guess by the end, by I guess by the time this episode goes up, um, you will be able to watch a playback of us speaking um, with the good people over at Occidental College. Um, we're doing kind of like a, I guess a Zoom podcast webinar. You get to see us on video, <laughs> oh. live. Somebody's gonna let us speak live without an edit button. God Ciao. bless. <laughs> um, so if you, I mean, by the time this goes up, the event will have already passed. Um, but you will probably be able to watch the playback of the episode um, where we'll be talking about black women in Hollywood and kind of like how the podcast started and, you know, 
what movies that we're kind of digging as of late. Um, so it'll be a really good time. Or it could be a disaster, you don't know. But like, I mean, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna we're be fun. awesome. It's gonna be a great time. And if it isn't a great time, I will delete this section out of the out of the edit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna go. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.